and welcome to Robots Lives. Hello, welcome to Robots Rise episode. What are we on now? Uh, I think it's 15. Uh, uh, I don't know. 15, 16. Right, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Hello, everyone. How are you all doing? Are you all good? How's I'm it assuming all you all are. It's a lovely day here in England. Blue skies. It's Friday evening. Yes. And uh, I think this is going to be the first podcast that we've done where we, um, we're not pissed or drinking beer yeah i know yeah it's um it's, it's a it's a change isn't it it's a it's a drastic change <laughs> <laughs> one that i'm not happy with yeah well we'll, we'll sort it out next week can't we back we'll, on it again we'll get back on it we'll get back on it right yeah, i've had yeah. some uh episode suggestions um yeah. well uh, i think you've had one from phil yeah I'd yeah one from phil cannibalism so cannibalism but we were thinking we were talking about maybe doing one on just like like random weird strange cultures around the world, like yeah, the tribes and yeah. stuff, and uh, including cannibalism. Yeah, and we've got to do, we've got to do um, what's his face? Not was it De- Paul Sparrow's? Yeah, Dennis Nilsson. We're doing that. Yeah, we'll yeah, be we'll, doing that we'll get onto that in the next. Co- I reckon the next couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, Marie's suggested uh, um, Freemasons and what, oh, yeah. what Freemasons yeah, yeah. are about, which is quite cool. Yeah, I actually. Um, because one of my mates was, he was, I don't know if you know, if he listens to this, he might do, but he was saying that, that they're like um, uh, quite an evil group and he was sort of alluding to the fact that they might um, be sort of uh, child slaughterers or something. I don't know whether he's going a bit deep in his uh, in his conspiracy, but I actually emailed them. There's a, there's a lodge right. up the road from here. Okay. Uh, and they, they, they said, yeah, yeah, if you want to come to a meeting and join, just come along and... Uh, they're supposed to give you, um, like, supposed to help you get jobs and all sorts of shit. Like, yeah. if you like, you know, you have um, in CVs, what we, what do you call it? References. Yeah. yeah. You put like um, stonemasons or whatever they're called down. Stonemasons. <laughs> 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 Stone <mason. laughs> and uh, um, apparently that's supposed to help, but well, um, it just seems like I don't know it, it, the, the, the masonry team, as I call them. Yeah, the masonry <laughs> team. I just couldn't be bothered. No. I just thought there's nothing. There's, it's, it's, it's just a group of old boys having a chat, and yeah, I, thought, well, I can't be asked. I had someone who helped me do some work a while ago who who said that and I'm, I was calling him the stone mason because I literally didn't hit, know what he was on. He's you've never heard of him. I was like, no, no. So like, you're missing out. I'm like, I'm not, mate. You look like some sort of little little rat really. <laughs> this is he honestly this this guy oh, like a rat. Yeah, he's about probably about um fifty odd. Um but he he just looked like a little hobbit and it just looked like like something from like uh, like um, Wizard of Oz or something stupid, you know what I mean? The way he was talking about it, I was thinking, what the fuck? He's got robes and movies. I was thinking, oh, come on. I'm yeah. not wearing a wizard's come costume. Come on, yeah, I'm not... I'm, where's your wand? You know what I mean? Exactly. It's just ridiculous, but yeah, Forget that'll be a good one. Yeah, that'll be we'll, a good one. We'll have a look at that one. We sent stickers out to John. I hope John's... You should have them by now. Yeah. Um, and, and also to Paul. Yeah, he, you should have yours as well, mate. Paul McDonald, word, word, and also, mate. Yeah, we, uh, as you said on Facebook, don't don't worry about get get round to your your intro whenever whenever you can because yeah. obviously little Dot is um, a small human and she requires a lot of attention. Yeah, that's so right. Yeah, when you're um, 
when you can, mate, don't worry about it. No rush. Um, crack cushions as well. Yeah. Good old crack cushions. The mighty crack cushions. Yeah. Our unofficial sponsor. We've yeah. adopted them. Well, yeah. You're now under our wing. Yeah, we, we haven't <laughs> asked them, but we're just going to keep mentioning them because they're really, really cool. Uh, yeah, Etsy.com slash crack cushions. They're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and go check them out. Um, and I was thinking through the week, uh, if, because obviously we talk about a lot of fucking mental shit on this, um, if you've got any... Really? Weird, <laughs> yes, this is all normal, isn't yeah. it? If you've got any... If anybody out there's got any... Uh, had any weird stories or anything happen to them, just let us know. We'll yeah. read it out. I mean, even if you want to record it and send it in on, on, a, on a, you know, a voice mail that'd or be, whatever, that'd, that'd be, be cool, we'll, wouldn't we'll it? We'll play it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, stickers still available. Yeah. Still going. Still plenty of stickers. Still Website going. is at robotsforize at gmail.com. That's our email. Yes, that's what I'm <laughs> Website, email, same thing. <laughs> Facebook.com. There we go. Uh, forward slash uh, Robots Rise podcast. See, uh, I need beer. That's why, that's why I'm getting everything f- wrong. It's falling apart because <laughs> we're not drunk. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, if you want stickers, just give us a shout, like we've always said. It doesn't matter where you are. We, uh, we've, there's still, we've had a few more people in Australia. We've had one person that I seem to think has been downloading every single one of our episodes. He's still not talking to us. Talk to us. Come on, you bastard. So, <laughs> and, and South Korea, Japan, Canada. US, Thailand, Russia, wherever you are, we've got downloads in a few places. Just give us a shout, you know, it'd be yeah. interesting to hear from you. Maybe you can recommend a friend, and, and if, if yeah, you, you do... Yeah, you might be able to tell us a mental story going on wherever you are, and uh, it, we'll have a look into it as well. If you can recommend a friend, we'll send them a lock of Rob's hair, if they... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, anyway, <laughs> thanks <laughs> thanks for uh, my girlfriend Hannah for doing the logo design that makes us look a lot better than we actually are. Lovely. Um, and also, big thanks to everybody this week, because um, I think we're sort of reaching more people than we thought we would. Yeah. Ever, so. yeah, we're, yeah, we're doing really well. Yeah, please. so it's, we're growing and it's good, and we're only growing because of you lot, and uh, it's just good fun. You make us what we are. It's good fun. Yeah, uh, you get you good the, laugh. The, the people that do get in contact with us, cool, keep doing it. Uh, the people that don't, get involved. Yeah, uh, we like to hear from you. Um, off the cuff, do you reckon? And this is out to everybody as well as Rob. Do you reckon we should ch- like edit conversations because we don't edit this? As you can probably tell. We just I sit down and record and we just, sent, we just, we just put it out. I, 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 I think it, it's quite good like this, to be honest, because you get to hear what we actually think. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because if we say something and then you get it out and change it, then it might be yeah, we're not, not real. Do you know what I mean? We're not hiding anything. No. Whenever we say something or we'll fuck up a word or <coughs> burp like that, then that's <laughs> yeah. it's just what's it's happening. On. Yeah. It's on. That's so, it. Yeah, yeah. So um, if you, well, just tell us what you think. If you think we should or not, then fine, but... I, I personally, I think we should just not bother, just do it all in one tape because it does show you who shows everyone who we are. Exactly, you know I, mean? I think so. But it it depends if people are like, can you just fucking edit this beginning yeah, bit out? We keep bollocks? talking. Yeah, you keep talking bollocks for no reason. Come on. So yeah, just <laughs> let us know and we'll we'll do whatever, man. We'll do whatever. Yeah. Um, I wanted to short talk before we br- briefly go into the episode about uh, old Prince Philip. He's a oh. uh, he's um he's retiring from public view, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. The Queen's husband. He's uh, he's disappearing. How old is he now, Rob? Uh, ninety-five. Coming up to ninety-six. <laughs> Knows exactly. Yeah, yeah. ninety-five years old. He, uh, he looks look spry, as they had say um, the other day. When yeah, he's he does. walking around, but I, th- I think this is uh, it's leading song. to his de- yeah it's to his demise, isn't it? I, th- I personally think if he carried on, he'd if there was an alternative universe where you got him obviously retiring and him carrying on. 
he would live longer if he carried on. So I think he's basically signed his death warrant now. So we're going to do, we'll do a, a robots for eyes um, uh, a celebrity um, death guess. Go on, yeah. Rob. When how long do you reckon he's got left? Um, I'm going to say I'm going to say February next year. Oh, it's close then. Yeah. Really? I'm going to go February next year. I'm not going to say anything because I just haven't got a clue. But we'll, we'll go... Well, we'll neither have I, I've just guessed. <laughs> well, now it sounds like you've got inside information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, if you, yeah. I'm just going to kill him. I'm yeah. only joking <laughs> yeah, at my no, five. Yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. going to kill him. Uh, he's great. We love him, really. Yeah, he's, he's quality, you know. He's a bit of a, bit of a joker, isn't he? He's so. a bit of a joker. I, um, I had a look through... Um, uh, <laughs> some, I don't know if anybody, like people around the world, or even people in England, are aware that sometimes he says some immensely insane shit. He just says what he wants and doesn't give a fuck about who he offends. Yeah, he's, he, he, you could say he's racist, but uh, I th- a lot of the time I think he's saying it with a smile on his face. Just, but it does wind people up. Doesn't yeah, it? I found a few um, a few examples of his madness. He he once said, uh, "You're too fat to be an astronaut." He said that to a 13-year-old boy who told Prince Philip <laughs> he wanted to be an astronaut and go to space. Oh, dear me. Uh, he also said this to the, uh, the, Par- to the Paraguayan uh, dictator. He said, it's, pleasant, it's a pleasant change to be in a country that isn't ruled by the people. Fucking hell. That's like... He, he, he also said, didn't they, to some British students in China, he said, if you stay any longer, you'll have slitty eyes. That's outrageous, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> I know, that is he mental. does. He says some crazy things. Yeah. Uh, th- I've got, t- got a couple more here that... Oh, no, three more that I found were, were really good and yeah. I thought worthy of, of mentioning. He said, um, if it's got four legs and it's not a chair, if it's got two wings and flies but isn't an aeroplane, and if it swims and is not a submarine, the Cantonese will eat it. <laughs> he, say, he said this in 1986 at a World Wildlife oh, Fund meeting. Fuck it, Al. You see, he's, he's just—you know—he said that joking around. He's not being—he he's, sounds like he's being racist, but I think it's more stereotypical to what everyone thinks. Yeah, it? he's, he's just crazy. Yeah. He's just—I don't think he's really. He's saying it with a smile on his face. He's not saying it with anger or anything like that. You know what I mean? He's—he's he's, he's just fucking around. Well, he said this. He said, um, "How do you keep the natives off the booze long enough to get them through the <laughs> driving test?" He said that to a driving instructor in in uh, Scotland. <laughs> brilliant. That's brilliant. You well, see, that's just funny. The natives. Yeah. But that's just funny, though, isn't it? You know what I mean? That's that is a tongue in cheek funny. It's not. It's not offensive, really. You know what I mean? It's not. Well, it's. it's I don't think he's meaning to be offensive. No, that's what I mean. Says, you but... can, I bet you, if, if you're in his situation, you look at him as he says that. He, he's laughing. He's clearly joking around. It's, it's the way. It's the way it's said, which makes it bad. You know what I mean? That that's that's good. It, you know the way he does it. He, he says it good. What I mean is, there's a way of saying it nice, and there's a way of saying it racist yeah, or, or horribly. By the way, China, we don't think that. That's no. just a, somebody That's... who apparently is one of our leaders. Yeah, not yeah. us. And, and and the final one, uh, whilst looking inside a fuse box in a, a Scottish factory, he said, <laughs> "quote." This looks as though it was put in by an Indian. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> this is like in front of everybody. And, w- and when he was called up on it, and they were right. like, what, what, what are you on about? You can't say that. He, apparently he backtracked and said, I didn't mean Indian. I meant cowboy. Uh, what? You, I mean, he's trying yeah, to squirm suppose, his way out. I suppose you could say a cowboy could mean a cowboy builder. You know? Yeah, but probably not. No, no I, yeah, it's pro- I think that was uh, backing out a bit there, isn't it? So one of his advisors gone, look... We know your jokes are usually just, you know, borderline, like, offensive and racist, and you get away with it, but that one was uh, just over the line a bit. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> he's a, he's a, a treasure, yeah. I think. Or I, think, I, I think he's brilliant, you know what I mean? Uh, what he says, he's, he's, you, can see, you can see he's just having a laugh. He doesn't mean anything. He's, he's, 
Well, just he might. Funny. He it's might mean it, but he's, I, don't th- I just think he's completely detached from, from reality. Yeah, I don't mean that. I'm not like, slagging it, him. I suppose, I suppose it's kind of like posh, posh people jokes and stuff, isn't it? They well, it's always, like, yeah. like ultra posh yeah, to yeah, Queens. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But that, you know, that's the kind of shit they talk about, isn't it? And, you know what I mean? And joke around about, you know what I mean? Well, he, he looks down at the peasants. Yeah. I think he's still got that sort of mind, frightening yeah. mindset. Well, he's been living fucking royalty for all his life so yep. you know what I mean so yeah, that's yeah. what you get don't you? you if you're born like that you're not going to change are you unless you literally get it ripped away from you that's our wisdom so, wisdom. so Will Harry if you're listening you're yeah. alright I think yeah you're sound you're all sound you, is it your great no it's your granddad isn't it yeah he's a bit mad great no, is it great is it yeah it's going to be is it I thought he was Charles's own dad on. oh well, I don't know as you can tell we know no that. yeah no, it's yeah, your granddad yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, it shows you how much we know, really. Oh, right. Okay, right. Last episode, um, that was a bit of a heavy one. Yeah, uh, it was a bit, a bit, a bit of a downer, wasn't it? That one. Yeah, but it was important. Yeah, I think it was important that we did it. Yeah, I know. We had a few people say that, like that they, um, they didn't enjoy listening to it, but they listened to it because, um, it's it was real. Yeah, uh, and obviously we we picked up uh, the, the way our podcast goes. We we pick up on. We're, tr- we're trying to pick up on shocking things. We didn't pick up that just because it was shocking. It just happens to be completely real. Yeah. Uh, and it, I think it was worth a mention. It, so, yeah, it, you know, it happened happened in our lifetime. Well, not like me well, and you, but ge- a generation. Genera- yeah, living you know, memory. Still, yeah, living memory. There we go. We so. didn't mean anyone any offense. I don't think we caused anyone any offense. Because no. no one said that they found it offensive and that we're idiots. It's just not nice, yeah, as, as, as in what happened, yeah. Yeah, but. so, uh, well, if you found it offensive, we didn't mean to, you know, cause offense, but... Um, uh. There you go. <laughs> okay, uh, right then. We're going to move on to a different uh, subject this week. Yeah. Uh, and you've, you've already seen what it is because you clicked on it and it's alien abductions. Huzzah. Um, now, we talk about some mad shit, don't we, on this? Yeah. So this is pretty far yeah. out. Uh, but if we look at the evidence given by trained observers, like pilots, astronauts, Radar operators, military documents that have been released. Astronomers, I imagine, as well, possibly. Yeah, 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 some, yeah. Uh, just basically esteemed people who have seen objects in the sky. They've seen them on the ground, underwater, and in space, right? That they couldn't explain them. Uh, they saw things behaving in intelligent ways, carrying out maneuvers that far surpass us in ability. And we trust and believe them. I mean, if if the, if a pilot flies a plane, like an airline pilot, yeah, yeah. you just get on it. You yeah. don't go up to him and go, "Excuse me, I want to just I want to make sure you're not mental." Yeah. So exactly, so you trust yeah. them. So but when they fly, if they've got like a a jet and they're holding three hundred people on, and then they land and go, "There's something weird happened out I there." Saw something. Yeah. We wouldn't go. You're fucking mental. Yeah, yeah. You, you go. Well, he had three hundred people's lives in his hand, and he he was obviously professional all the way, and. Uh, and obviously, he needs to tell someone about that and document it down somewhere because it's 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 not on. Well, it's 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 like you have to at some point. You can't choose to believe when they're things that they say that aren't that fit in your frame of mind and your scope of reality. And if they see if they say they see something that they can't explain, you have to listen to what they what they're saying. Yeah, well, um, what, you know, they're not going to put anyone insane to, to fly a plane, put it basically. And, and they're also not going to make stuff up, which no. could potentially harm their career. No, exactly, yeah. That, that would, that's, if they were caught lying, uh, they'd go, what are you doing? You, you know, you've caused all this shit. Uh, yeah, and a lot, time, the, a lot of the time, a lot of the time, these um, uh, 
these incidents because they're on, they're on they're on aircraft. Uh, uh, you know, military. Like we said before, we try and stick to things that can be proven, even though this is completely crazy and probably mad. But we like to try and stick to things which are more credible. So planes will have things like radar. They'll pick them up on radar. The ground control will see them. Yeah. And they'll, they'll both pick up on the, the same bo- thing. The boxes, the, so you can hear what they're saying at the time. Well, you know, all that kind of stuff. Exactly. I mean, for instance, Apollo 11, when it was flying out uh, to the moon, um, it was reported in a documentary, actually, this was as well, and the crew themselves, yeah. and reported down to ground control. They saw something um, following their craft. They reckon it was a distance of about... 8,000 nautical miles, which is quite a long way. And because yeah. of that distance, they, di- they, sh- they didn't think it was part of, you know, like a, a craft the booster, anything, yeah. the, their, own oh, yeah, sh- yeah. their own craft that was coming out because it was on the same trajectory. It was going the same direction. As yeah. them. Who knows, man? They're in space. They've seen a lot of weird stuff. But they reported seeing stuff. There's been various reports, including declassified documents detailing incidents where unknown objects have penetrated highly restricted airspace over nuclear weapons facilities and deactivated thermonuclear weapons. And in some instances, this has been done on several nights in a row. That's, that's my phone going off because I'm unprofessional. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's been reported um, on several nights. And that's putting documents because you can't have things flying over bases. and That, that doesn't... You can't... You, no. It's, so it, yeah, it, it's, it happens. It to, yeah, exactly. It has to be documented as well because it, it cannot be. Yeah, if yeah serious If shit. you've got some sort of base or something and something flies across, then fucking there you go. You know what I mean? You, you've got to document it because they'll go, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And what can it do? Exactly. You know I mean? um, and we don't know what it is. Yeah. And we, exactly. can't, we can't contact it. We can't do anything. So, And also there was, I mean, we talked about this incident, but I'll just quickly go back over it again for the purpose of this episode. Uh, there was a nuclear submarine uh, was forced to surface due to technical issues whilst patrolling the ocean off the coast of Florida. Do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, just before shuttle launch, this was. Uh, it was um, basically the, the sub was out there making sure there were no boats in the area because the sneaky Russians, <laughs> sneaky Russians. Yeah, not the Russians that listen to this. You're all sound. Yeah, yeah. it's that Putin fella. Yeah, but um, yeah, they, they were they were patrolling the waters to make sure there was no boats in the ocean around the launch area because the the shuttle dropped its solid rocket boosters into the ocean and they were retrieved. And reused. Yeah, yeah. So they were just out there checking that out. And they had some technical issues with the nuclear generators, uh, the nuclear power sources. And they had to switch the diesel and force the sub to, to surface. And when they did, they, um, when they broke the surface, they came out of the hatch. Uh, and this is all documented. There was a, uh, a, a, a I think it was a, 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 a massive triangle. It was a triangle, it, yeah. yeah, or an arrow-shaped some, something in the sky. He shot something at it, didn't he? Well, it, yeah, it they, was massive or something. They it used the the part. The captain ordered a one of the crew to do a, a get the laser rangefinder out to see how, see where it was yeah. and how big it was. So they they put, so the crew boat he shot the one side of the craft with a laser and it was three hundred meters away. Yeah, and then he he shot the other side of it. And he got a reading of nine hundred meters away. So it's a so massive it's fucking fucker. enormous. This thing was. So these things happened. The Rendlesham Forest incident, which we'll look at, uh, that took place over a few nights. So if you do your research, it's not just farmers and crazy people that see things. There does appear to be something happening. I mean, yeah. what it is, who knows? I mean, it could be us. Yeah, it could. It could be just military. It could be some some geezer who's got a load of money testing shit out. It could be. It could be anything, really. It could, it? Well, it could be. So it happens. These things do occur. Um, so if we entertain the idea that 
someone or something, apparently many, many years more advanced than us, is interested in us and visits us, why are they doing it? Why? Mm. I mean, what would what? What what's, what's, yeah, what's the p- purpose? Why are they doing? If if they're well ahead of us, there's no need. It's like us. I suppose though, we we when you think of it as animals, we you know we document and you have people who look at snails fucking like for fifty years or whatever. So well, it could be just a, a, a you know something like that, like a progression thing. Exactly. And it only takes one of these millions of cases that are being reported, and many, many, many uh, government and military cases that we are aware of, it only takes one of them, only one, to be legit. Yeah. And that r- radically changes everything. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, like you were just saying there, Rob, um, we routinely scoop animals out of their environments yeah. in yeah. ways that they couldn't possibly begin to understand. Yeah, we, we fish. Well, we'll, yeah. Say, we'll, we'll grab a fish and we'll take them out, you know, just just for fishing. But if you're talking, just say you, you're a, a sea bass expert and you've been following them for 20 years... He does it all the time. You imagine being that sea bass and <laughs> you've been dragged out the water. It'd be like us being dragged into space. Or well, yeah. If they put on an aerob- if they put on a on a say a boat, which is you know they're out they're out of water, which is completely alien to them. Yeah. They've got lights shining and there's things poking and prodding yeah. them, putting tags on them that bleep. Yeah. That and if imagine if that bass went back so into what, the sea what, and tried to explain yeah. to his mate exactly. what happened, yeah, yeah. it's beyond his scope of explanation. Yeah. But it's real. It happened to him. Yeah. It did definitely happen. Yeah. So it, why why couldn't that happen to us? You know what I mean. So, and same thing, you know what I mean? They're not cleverer than us. We know that. We're just tracking them or we're just keeping an eye on them. Exactly. So why, why, as much as you think, why would they be doing that? Because they're clever than us. But why wouldn't they at the same time? Well, if we do that, wouldn't an alien race want to learn as much as they can about us and yeah. our anatomy? Definitely. I don't think that they would speak to scientists and astronomers because no. these things, have tr- if they are real, they've either come from another dimension or they've, well, they've come from somewhere alien. They're doing something and they know, they know stuff that we don't know. So they wouldn't why, talk why, to our scientists. Why would, yeah, so why would they talk to one of our scientists, right, if they clearly know a lot more than us and they go, look, I, I know you think that's right, but you're wrong there. You know what I mean? Or Everything could be completely different to what we actually think. Well, it'd be so. like asking a toddler to tell you how to do quantum mechanics yeah, if you yeah exactly so don't just yeah. just test on them so so but they'd be it's more likely that they'd be interested in us as the animal yeah it's yeah, much yeah. more likely um you know i mean when you hear some of the instances that have occurred people describe utterly alien things like being put on these tables in strange places that they don't understand and it's, it just it reminds me of what we do to animals yeah but I mean, it, does, it, really it, does. it is isn't it is it's basically the same thing isn't it really yeah it, it, it is it is yeah um but it's completely far-fetched. Yeah, it's but it might be real. Like, it only takes one case. Yeah, well, why, why is it so far-fetched, though? Because if if there's other planets and the universe apparently goes on forever or whatever, then, then surely that's, you know, going to happen. You know what I mean? I think it's likely. If um, if they know we're here and they can get here. Yeah, then that's it. Why We would. Yeah. The thing is, though, as well, you can think of it the other way. We might be the most intelligent species of anything out there. You just don't know. Yeah, but... That that kind of implies that we're special. No, I'm not. I don't. I don't mean it like that. I'm just. I'm just saying, it, through evolutionary terms, oh, right. okay. we we could, we could um, be more advanced than any other species from other con- other countries, other planets. It's <laughs> possible. And, and or they they could advance quicker than us. It's totally possible. There you go. You know what I mean? They could they could have either been ahead of us before, or they just just 
quicker at learning yeah. and, and getting on with Evolve stuff quicker. Yeah. It's possible. Anything's possible. Yeah. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to cover a couple of uh, cases of um, of abduction. Uh, it's Obviously, it's a bit crazy, but just go with it after what we've just explained. Uh, the first one we'll cover is uh, Betty and Barney Hill, which just sound like comedy cartoon names. They do, don't they? But yeah, well, they're real people. Betty and Barney Hill. Yeah. This is a pretty famous one. I think the most famous case is the one that we'll cover next, um, which we'll get to. But, yeah, Betty and Barney Hill. This happened uh, on the 19th of September, 1961. Um, It's an interesting case and widely reported as the first abduction to be put on record. Doesn't necessarily mean it's the first one. Yeah, the first one that was sort of... Took in and uh, someone's gone fucking hell. Yeah, it's the first one that was reported. Yeah, first one that people are aware of yeah. and came forward to speak. Uh, but Betty and Barney Hill were an uh, interracial couple, uh, which doesn't sound like a big deal at all because it's not. But no. in 1961, it was a big deal. Um, back then, they really didn't want to attract any unwanted attention to themselves. Uh, but after the night in question, they started to realize that something really, really, truly strange had indeed happened to them. And they decided to seek help. Um, and eventually they went under hypnosis. Uh, and they, the tapes were obviously recorded for future research. And we've got a clip. We'll play that in a bit. And they're pretty, they're pretty scary, actually. Um, but, yeah, they didn't want any publicity. Yeah. I think that might... I don't know if it, it changed later in their life. when Because they, they started going to, like... Well, Barney died... But Betty, she was alive. I think she died in 2000. She might have died in the year 2000. Can't remember. Yeah. But um, she started going to like UFO conferences and things. So is that attracting attention? Or is that just trying is to get just a message out? just putting a story across, yeah. Because if she, if she really did get abducted by a fucking alien, <laughs> then you'd want to be telling people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, well, the couple had been visiting Niagara Falls. And they were on their way home, driving through the night. Apparently, it was a clear night with no clouds, so visibility was good. And they were in a remote forest area um, on Route 3 uh, in the central part of New Hampshire when they noticed a bright light moving in the sky. They watched it whilst driving, thinking that it was a star or a planet, but it was moving erratically. Um, And obviously, stars and planets don't. Uh, This characteristic also ruled out planes, or yeah. helicopters. Yeah. I mean, it's 1961, so it's it's you know it's pretty pretty basic stuff. Um, it couldn't have been a helicopter and satellites. Nah, they don't move erratically. Nah, nah. Uh, they follow a straight path. Uh, Barney, said they don't change direction, so they just get, go one direction. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't they? Well, Barney said he was trying to convince himself that it was a plane yeah. um, at the time, and Betty thought it was something else. Um, it was moving around the top of the tree lines, sometimes in plain view, and sometimes it was obscured. So it's not a star, it's not a planet, no. it's something else. Yeah, it's yeah, moving around, yeah. But they weren't too phased. They just thought it was a bit weird. So they carried on driving, um, and they observed this odd light, just sort of was a sort of passing interest. That's a bit weird. They didn't stop the car until they reached a town called India Head, Indian Head. Sorry, uh, He said at this point, Barney stopped the car, got out, and he had some binoculars with him, and he decided to take a look as it was still behaving oddly. Mm-hmm. Barney claims when he looked through the binoculars, he saw a flat disc-shaped craft with two small, like, curved edges that came out the side. So it's like a disc, but with two, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. tiny, it's, it's, well, yeah. small wings with red lights on the side, and it had mo- it was lots of multicolored lights on it and a massive bank of windows 
running okay. around the front of the uh, of the uh, the midsection of this thing. It started off sounding like a, a, a classic UFO, and then you got all the lights and all mm. all that. It starts start sounding a bit like disco. Yeah, <laughs> it was just a big the disco, disco UFO. It was just a party. Yeah, party, party. troop in the sky. Yeah. yeah. Um, he said whilst he was observing it, it appeared to fly towards them, and he because he's looking for binoculars. He said he could see some form of as he described it, humanoid figures inside, because remember he could see big, big yeah, windows. Yeah. He could see them inside watching him. And bearing in mind, they're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Right, so he, he shit himself. I run back to the car where Betty was waiting. They got in and just bombed it off. Um, they claimed to have not seen the craft again, uh, but on the way home, they heard um, some strange high-pitched bleeping and like buzzing noises a couple of times. Um, after the second set, uh, set of beeps, they said they uh, they were suddenly aware they were 35 miles further down the road than they should be. Right. Now, I don't think they had much... It, they didn't really know anything about UFOs or, or no. aliens. So they, they did, it was just, what? Hang on a second. Yeah, well, well, are we a, taking yeah. a wrong turn? Have we just... It just have didn't we, make have sense. We, have we just got lost in the moment and gone somewhere else without really thinking about yeah, it? Yeah, we we're not paying attention. Sometimes you can drive big distances. I, I do it quite a lot where you go, oh, shit, I should have gone that way. And, yeah. and I've done the same journey every day, you know what I mean? And you go, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? And yeah, you exactly. have to go a different way, don't you? And sometimes you can drive massive distances and you sort of zone out. Yeah, and yeah, you that's get there true. And we there. That's true. You kind of, you're kind of going, it sounds mental saying, but you kind of just go into a daydream, don't you? Go when you go on, Yeah, yeah. Well, they got home safe. Uh, apparently, they slept until the next morning. Um, when they checked the car, they found polished circular areas of metal on the car that appeared to be magnetic. They put compasses on them, and the compasses were going a bit mental. Yeah. Betty's dress was torn, and Barney's shoes were scuffed up. Um, and he also had a strange patch of warts, Yeah, which is a bit weird. Um, Betty decided to tell her sister, Janet, uh, Janet said that um, she should report it to the local Pease Air Force Base. Right. Because there's an Air Force Base there. So they reported it. Um, she did. And after relaying the story, the base conf- confirmed to her that they tracked something on radar leaving the area that she was in. I think it was at something like 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, they both suspected nothing other than something odd, like seeing something odd. Yeah. They didn't really think anything of it. They thought it was just weird, that was all. And Barney wanted to keep quiet and say nothing, hoping it was just one of them things and it would go away, which it didn't. But I find that quite interesting that they um, reported it to the Air Force Base and they actually confirmed. They confirmed that they had something on radar. Yeah, yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, they said, yeah, around that time. Were, yeah, there was something there, yeah. What was it? We yeah. don't fucking know. Um, in the coming days and weeks after... Uh, this this incident, Betty began reporting that she was having really, really bad nightmares uh, where it seemed in her dreams that they were both, her and Barney, were being taken onto some sort of craft, she describes yeah, it, right, by okay. some really disturbing-looking entities. Now, she's not really thinking what we're talking about. No. She just doesn't understand at this point. Yeah, it's not putting... It's, you can't, she hasn't put two and two together because she doesn't know. She just hasn't yeah, got a clue. If, yeah, if she saw something in the sky a week ago and she didn't know anything about UFOs, then she wouldn't know about abductions either. You know what I mean? Well, so. it, exactly. So while, while she's going through these w- these horrible sort of dreams, that they started to sort of look into it a little bit more. And then they, this is about the first time they realised they had two hours of time missing, completely okay. gone. Um, which sort of coincides 
with jumping 35 miles down a road. Meh. So that's a bit a bit odd. So now they're starting to think something could happen. They were still trying to keep quiet, but they didn't know how to move forward with this and try and find out what was going on without actually speaking to some sort of expert. So they contacted through the Air Force a bloke called uh, Major Donald Kehoe. Now, he was the scientific advisor. This is why they contacted him. Right. He was a scientific advisor for the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena. It's called NICAP. So they were looking at weird shit in the sky. Yeah. And he's okay. a major. And he suggested to them hypnotherapy. This Hit- made Hitler therapy. Hitler therapy, yeah. <laughs> Hitler therapy. Hitler therapy, there. yeah. So he said Hitler therapy. Um, they didn't want to do this, uh, but the nightmares was getting bad. Yeah. And so they thought, we've got to just... Just give it a go, see what happens. Yeah, yeah. So, so they did. So they did. Uh, and this is a short account of um, of what what they saw. Okay. Um, firstly, when Barney had looked at the craft through his binoculars, uh, he observed a craft, a disc-like thing, which you know, which he said, yeah, with yeah. small curved edges, red lights on the side and windows. Uh, he also saw the beings inside the craft. This. During the, the hypnosis, he said that he could see eight to 12 of them who were looking directly at so him. So it's a big fucker as well, then, rather yeah. than, yeah. Well, there were eight to 12 of them looking directly at him. Um, they then started to fly the craft over, and that's when he thought, I'm getting in the car and going, right? So we, we yeah. know that to be, to be true. We know that as from, from conscious memory as well. Yeah. There's nothing new there in, in hypnosis, in, revealed under hypnosis. Right. They travelled away from the objects in the car and were driving around a corner. Now, this is where it gets interesting. When midway, um, illuminated by the headlights of the car, they saw what they thought were men standing in the road. Um, like, they, they were sort of literally blocking the road. Right, okay. And there was an orange, orangey-red glow round the corner. I think Barney thought that there was some sort of accident as he's approaching them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they made a roadblock, stopped them from, from getting out of the car. The craft was ahead, around the corner. Now the, the group then separated into two, into two separate groups. One of them headed to Betty's side of the car, yeah. and the other headed over to Barney's side of the car. His engine had died at this point, so they couldn't get out of there. He said the figures were small, greyish coloured things with large eyes, like small spindly legs and arms, they opened the door and took them out through the woods and into a landed craft. They then entered, they said they entered the craft up a ramp. Okay. Uh, whilst being taken through the woods, this is where Betty tore her dress. Okay. Because she said that she had a yeah, ribbon yeah. and she didn't know where it came from. Um, they said that they kind of felt a little bit paralyzed. Um, Barney was having a rough time uh, and he was being dragged. Right, okay. He, he wasn't he wasn't moving at all. He was, he was literally just being dragged. He wasn't fighting, and, and he he seemed to be completely yeah. just sort of just like yeah. out of it. Yeah, which is what wrecked his shoes. Right, okay. So yeah, he's getting dragged. His feet aren't. Yeah. Well, we can assume this is what wrecked his shoes. Yeah, yeah. If you put two and two together, he's being dragged. Yeah. Um. So they dragged him up this ramp into this craft, and they were taken into two separate rooms, Barney into one, Betty into another. Um. They both under hypnosis recall that they were subject to a series of sometimes painful medical procedures right. that seemed to be predominantly focused on the reproductive systems, but on also their ears, eyes, nose and throat. Whatever these things were, they took samples of hair, fingernails, and they scraped their skin. Right. Betty remembered the, this, like she called him the examiner, touching her body with wires attached to... Uh, 
like an instrument, and he told her he was checking her nervous system. That's a bit weird. Yeah, that's a bit weird, isn't it? He also inserted a needle into her into her navel, um, and she said that it's going to fucking hurt, mate. You're just going to stick a needle into it. <laughs> Is that what the alien said? This is going to fucking hurt, mate. No, no, that's what she <laughs> yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But whatever the, the... I mean, when it was speaking to them, apparently, it was only one that would, would talk, but it didn't speak. They right. just knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sort of indicating some sort of telepathy. Yeah. Um, she said it was going to hurt, and he said, don't worry, it won't. And when it did hurt, he put his hand, apparently, over her head, which stopped the pain. Um, he told her that it was a pregnancy test. Right. Now, she said that's no pregnancy test that I've ever seen. That's not how we do it. Yeah. And um, this was in 1961. Uh, and obviously, she's describing needles going into her stomach. In the 70s, I believe, procedures for, medic- for um, pregnancy testing were developed that exactly marry up to what she was describing. What, yeah, okay. So she was describing a... a, a Pregnancy test procedure that hadn't been invented. Yeah. It's which like is 10 years ahead, she is, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she also recalls the examiner, the medical examiner, returning into the room because they'd leave a bee um, and opening her mouth and started, it's apparently it was tugging at her teeth, this fucking. Pulling, pulling weird, her teeth? Yeah, yeah, this weird little alien dude was. It was trying to just pull her teeth and um, she, she was asked what it was doing and the. Um, this this other the one that she communicates with said that apparently they said that we're, we're confused as as to why we can take out Barney's teeth, but we can't take out yours. Okay, yeah, because he had tensions. Yeah, yeah, he's got like false teeth sort of thing. No, exactly. Yeah, so that's an interesting note that yeah. they were really puzzled and interested uh, with with um, why. Yeah, 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 yeah. Barney wasn't dealing with any of this very well. No. He, he really wasn't. Uh, and he was extremely traumatised. The exam was pretty much the same for him, um, except he remembers feeling some weird, like, hands going up and down his back. Um, and he said he thinks it was a, some sort of spine examination. And, and it felt he got the impression that, that it was counting the amount of vertebrae in his back. Right. Um, sperm samples were taken. And he was literally anal probed. <laughs> classic, classic alien thing, isn't it? Uh, under hypnosis, Barney uh, was saying things like, oh, those eyes, they're in my brain. Uh, he said, um, I was told to close my eyes because I saw two eyes coming close to mine. I felt like the eyes had pushed into my mind. He was panicking like fuck. He said, all I can see are those eyes. I'm not even afraid that they're not connected to a body. They're just there. They're just up and close to me, pressing against my eyes. That's a bit weird. That that would freak me out. They both describe um, three apparent ranks as well. They're the leader, the one that they spoke to, uh, who communicated communicated with them both. Um, The examiner who was doing the procedures. Yeah. And the others apparently were like uh, crew members. Okay. And they would they just at, were out the room when this yeah, was just, just two of them basically there, but the other ones were flying the ship and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they eventually were led out of the craft and put, and let, put back into the car, basically, exactly where they were. And they even remember watching the craft fly off. Um, the craft, they said, it seemed to be enveloped in some sort of fire-like mist, which sounds a lot like um, plasma, which is commonly reported 
in a lot of cases where people see okay. weird things. They say that there's, it seems to be like um, it's like a, 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 a yeah, like a, a gaseous cloud with with something inside it, right? Like an ionized atmosphere, and that and she was un, unwittingly describing exactly that. Right. Um, what we'll do now is we'll get a clip of Barney. Uh, now, before we play it, the uh, clip is from 1962. Uh, and it was recorded on tape, so it's it's not very good quality, but you'll you'll get the impression of what it is. Uh, but I'll give you a bit of background. He's essentially describing to the bloke under hypnosis how he could see, how he was observing the the craft through binoculars, seeing the figures inside it, and that he couldn't but put the uh, the binoculars down, and he was panicking. Now, if I mean I've, you've not heard this clip, have you? So no. if you want to hear no, any no. more, if you want to hear any more after you've heard the first couple of minutes we'll play some more but if not we'll just play with that so crack okay, on Rob okay, hang on. let's see if we can get this going Black, black, shiny jacket. 
Right. Okay. So you can see that this is recorded um, from 1962 on tape. Yeah. So some of it was you could hear, but, some yeah. of it, but probably quite a lot of it you probably didn't as at the same time. So, so that's why we, we're not going to play the whole lot. But you can you can hear he's describing he's describing in that clip. He's saying he's puzzled and he's, he's essentially he's looking through the binoculars and he's saying. Take the binoculars down, Barney. Put the binoculars down and run. Just run. God, if there's anything yeah. there, just run, run, run. And he's, he's starting to really panic. And he's saying, oh, the eyes, the eyes. And this is all uh, all being recalled under hypnosis. It's quite. I find that quite creepy because yeah, he's panicking he's like He's really mad. panicking. Yeah, you can hear him. He's really, really struggling with the situation. And what, what do you think about that? That that cli- and, be- and and hypnosis in general. What do you th- What do you think? Uh, well, I, I don't know. I, I don't know about hypnot- hypnot- hypto- hypnosis. hypnosis. Um, I've <laughs> I've just got a feeling it's kind of um, planting stuff into someone's head to be hypnotised. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, we're going to hypnotise you. What does that mean? It means uh, you're going to be in a day state and you're going to tell us stuff. I think it kind of plants it in the mind. Well, I don't personally believe it, but I also do believe that people do get pulled into it. Okay, well, there's a couple of points about this this session that... It, that you can get them on YouTube. There's five parts to them. They're eight minutes long each. Yeah. Um, now they were interviewed separately, right? Mm-hmm. And they were and they both recalled pretty much identical uh, set of events. Yeah. Which is interesting. Now you, people can go into hypnosis. It is an old. It's, it's an old state. It's like a trance. I've never done it. I don't know what it's like, but you, it can be done. Um, apparently, they were put into. Um, after the, the the sessions were over, before they brought them through, they put them into a state of um, where they couldn't remember it, basically. They put mind blockers up so they can't remember what they told them to stop them from talking to each other. And the questions that they ask are not leading questions. Yeah. They just say, what happened? Yeah. And, just, and then yeah. this came out of both of them. Yeah. It's quite, quite scary, that. Yeah, but you can hear how distressed he was there. You know what I mean? If, 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 it was me and you in the room, and I said, "Look, I saw something like this. I wouldn't be panicking like that." You know what I mean? It's 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 like he's there again. Do you know what I mean? He's like back in the moment again, and he's he's going through it, and it's a uh, it's obviously harrowing for him. He can't he can't take it, can he? Yeah, he didn't do well with it. Uh, I I don't think we'll bother playing anymore. I mean, it is good, yeah, but I don't know how well it's going to come across. But right. just search search for it and uh, just Barney Hill um, uh, hypnosis tapes. And it'll be probably be slightly clearer for you. Yeah, there's five sessions it says on it. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, and they're the ones with Betty. But Betty was she seemed to deal with it a bit better. Yeah, she sort of took it on the chin a bit more. Barney yeah. was like having none of it. Yeah. Just Barney, destroyed yeah. his reality. Panicking. If it was real, but even if even if it's not even if it's not what we think it is, clearly something happened to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something something weirds happened for them to both be obviously do this because why would they do it? You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, before they were taken off the craft, this is another cool, interesting bit. I mean, if the hypnosis tapes tallying up are can be used as evidence, if you want to call it, yeah. it's a story that matches up. Uh, this bit is, is is quite interesting, and obviously go, go and have a Google this one as well. But after the examinations were completed, um, Betty was, I don't know if she was invited to ask questions or she just did, but she was asking questions to these because she knew that they weren't from around these parts. Yeah, yeah. So he asked them where they were from, right? So a being showed her... Now, she describes it as a three-dimensional map 
and it seems she was trying to describe a hologram. Okay. Before yeah. holograms were invented. Um, and it appeared to show the night sky as viewed from the surface of another planet. Okay. Now, this is a bit weird to, to make up. This doesn't sa- it, it, it sounds like a navigational tool. Yeah, it's like a 3D navigational tool. But which she's describing, it, it just seems a bit in-depth for someone making something up to go to this much detail. But she went further in, with the details. Um, she asked them... Um, which star they came from. Now, this, this entity said, can you point to where your star is? Uh, right. She was like, I ain't got a fucking clue. Yeah. And he said, well, if, if you can't, why does it matter where we're from? Right. Because the whole thing's just gobbledygook yeah, yeah, yeah. to yeah. you. Um, there were lines connecting some of the stars in this map. Um, and he was, she was explained, he explained to her that the, the different types of lines apparently represented trade routes and exploration or less visited star systems. <laughs> okay, so it's like a, like a galaxy of people just, yeah. just trading and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it, goes, it, gets, it gets cooler, man. Um, now, she re- remembered this under hypnosis and was able to draw a map. Okay, So yeah. the best of her recollection yeah, yeah. from this this screen this this hologram holographic thing that she yeah. saw so she drew this this map um and uh you can google it you can see it it just looks like stars and dots and you know lines and dotted yeah. lines and curved lines um now she it was referenced with uh all known star maps at the time and there was no no matches at all. Right. Zero. So I was like, yeah, fucking, yeah, she's fucking bullshitting. Here yeah. we go. Here we go. Rumbled. Yeah. She was she was adamant. She's going, no, this is what I saw. And this is yeah. what I can remember. And it wasn't until a few years later, uh, I'm not sure if it was in the 70s, that obviously more te- uh, telescopes coming with better technology came online. And they, <laughs> lo and behold, they found it. Found an exact, I mean, I mean, exact system of stars or sort of, you know, yeah. star system viewed from Earth in that configuration. Um, now, there was a geezer, and it can only be seen from the Southern Hemisphere. Can't see it from up here, so our friends in Australia, they can. And there's a geezer called uh, David Saunders, and he's a, a statistician, right? And he says, he argued that the unusual alignment of key sun-like stars in a plane centred around the star system, which is called Zeta Reculae, Yeah. Uh, it was statistically in, impossible to have happened by chance from a random sketch, and that Be- Betty was in fact telling the truth. Okay. So he's saying it's 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 he's literally it's impossible, impossible to, to fake to, it. Yeah. To fake to draw what, to, to guess that basically it's impossible. Yeah. yeah. That's well, impressive, that isn't it? What's your thoughts then? That rounds up that case. What's your thoughts on I that? I don't know. It's it's, it's mate it, it, to draw a star system which. Obviously, at the time wasn't there, and then suddenly, ten years down the line, it's there. It makes you, it does make you think, doesn't it? But and it can't even be viewed from the hemisphere that she was in. No, yeah, it's a bit odd, that isn't it? It's a bit, uh, yeah. I mean, if if she's put the stars and stuff down, obviously not the names. Obviously, I understand that, but uh, it's it's impressive that she's got it spot yeah. on. Uh, and and I think, I mean, I'm probably I'm probably not 100 percent sure. I'm not sure correct, but I'm pretty sure that the star system. Zeta Reculi, I think that's how you pronounce it. It's there's two stars in extremely close proximity to each other, which you would be able to get to not easily, but it would be a lot easier to evolve yeah. 
or accelerate your technology if, say, our sun had another star yeah. a light year away and it just so happened to have intelligent things on it as well. And mm. if we could get there, just think how fast your technology would evolve if there were two... Oh, God, yeah. Just a trade of technology. Yeah. yeah and that's what he was saying. He goes, yeah, these are trade routes. I think um, the, uh, the, it was a dotted line out towards the sun to our... To our, to our our right. star system, which said, indicates that it was a and, research and, uh, yeah, research, and you know, yeah. ex- exploration. Cool, man. It's crazy, isn't it? That is cool, man. So I don't really know what to think about that. Um, so it's one hell of a guess, isn't it, to, to guess that right? But you also, I mean? if there's an infinite amount of stars... Yeah, you, yeah, that's true. If there's an infinite amount of everything, then you could draw fuck all, fucking everything anywhere. You could draw a dog in the sky and it'd probably be there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is a dog in the sky, isn't it? Probably is, yeah. Well, we'll go on to the next, to the, our, our second one. There's only two two cases that we're going to cover because we want to go into a bit of detail in them both, so we can't go into too many. Um, but the next one is is um, the Travis Walton incident. Uh, this is uh, is probably the most famous uh, abduction case uh, in the world. Uh, yeah. There was a film made about it called Fire in the Sky. Um, and it seems, if you watch that film, it seems very sort of like exactly how you would imagine an alien abduction film to go down. Right. But but this film the was classic made... Classic abduction. Yeah, 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 exactly. But it was made many years after the incident. And be- between the incident being reported and then making this film, lots of years have passed. And in the meantime, a lot of other alien abduction films have been made that copied this. Yeah. So when this was made, it looked like all the others. But in fact, this was actually based on... On a real event, oh, yeah. and the okay. others had been sort of mimicking the ideas that came from yeah. from this. Um, it's been investigated by many UFO groups, uh, but they could be biased. Yeah. They could be because they they might be looking. Yeah, for that's it. it. They, they, yeah, that's it. If, you know, if you anti or pro something, you you always look towards what you're going for, don't you? And More. it and it was um it was covered by news, um, lots of news channels, and uh, it was initially. Uh, it was covered quite by quite widely because it was a, a, a missing person, stroke sort of suspected murder case. Okay. Before they realised what what had gone down, um, but basically, according to an entire team of loggers, six guys in total, on the fifth of November, nineteen seventy-five, whilst travelling home from working in I think it's called the Stig Greaves National Forest near Snowflake, Arizona. All six of them encountered an object hovering over the ground approximately 110 feet away, making a high-pitched buzzing noise. Okay. So it's not like Betty and Barney, who were just recalled this under hypnosis. This was seen up close and personal and involving all six of them, and one of them it, very intimately. Yeah. Everybody witnessed it. Yeah. Everybody did. This is their story. So basically, they were out. They were a team out, into, out in the forest, thinning undergrowth. Okay, um, yeah. To stop potential forest fires, they're just trying to get rid of yeah. any dead shit on stop the ground. It spreading, yeah. yeah, yeah. They were clearing up small, smaller trees, and were f- they were following on a previous team who'd moved through the area, chopping down big trees. Yeah. Um, they were three of the guys out of the six. They cut down trees and bushes and shit, and the other three who were behind them would stack them up and they'd burn them at a later date. It was very tough work, and they were hard guys. Um, now. According to Travis, because I got a lot of this detail from his website, okay, best person to get it off of the yeah. geezer. Yeah, that's it. He said that there was a bit, a bit of friction between uh, the, some some of the crew members. Okay. Um, uh, just general bullshit from working at remote locations, close proximity to yeah. each other, guys that you, you know you don't necessarily like wankers. Exactly. Uh-huh. Um, 
this would make investigators think that somebody, or, or maybe they all, had killed him and tried to cover it up with this bullshit story. Okay, yeah. Because they... They can't together, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're out in the middle of nowhere, but this this wasn't the case. So basically, they finished work at sunset. They packed up and were driving through the forest at night in the pitch fucking black. Because it's, mm. it's remote, it's fucking dark. Yeah, yeah. Really, really dark. And it was during the trip back that they encountered something odd. At, at first, it was a light. Um, they initially thought what they were looking at was a downed small aircraft hanging in the trees. Okay. All right, so as they got closer, they realised that something wasn't right. They described an object, um, sort of they could see it through the trees. It was emitting light and also reflecting light at the same time. Okay. That's that, weird, isn't yeah. it? Try and imagine that. And that, That's what I mean. I'm just trying to work out how, how that would work, so like how you would know. that A light bulb reflecting light whilst emitting light. Yeah. It's very weird. That is very weird. The, 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 apparently, the driver couldn't see it. So they said, let's get closer. Let's get closer and have a look yeah. at this. Because at the moment, they don't know what the hell it is. Yeah. They just think it could, could be, be a plane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone might need help, yeah. So as they got closer, they started to get into an area where light was pouring across this dirt track. Now, these aren't roads. These are just bits yeah, that yeah. cut through the forest. Now, when they got closer, this is what they described. They described seeing a bright golden disc hovering about 15 foot off the ground, 100 feet away. It had a rounded top that seemed to be illuminated by a brilliant white light, right? It's mm. six guys. Yeah. Uh, it was 15 to 20 foot in width and approximately 8 to 10 feet high. It was totally smooth. It had no seams or rivets or any surface detail present whatsoever. Okay, so it was like one, just one piece, it looked like. Like some sort of yeah. moulded yeah. golden nugget of yeah. alien technology. <laughs> alien craziness. Yeah. Um, the light was everywhere at this point. They said it was coming from everywhere and nowhere. Okay, yeah. So that's quite disturbing. That's weird. No yeah. shadows, yeah. nothing. It's just every, coming from everywhere and nowhere. Um the craft's surface, apart from being utterly smooth, was said to look like it was on fire, sort of like a moving type of camouflage. It wasn't camo, obviously, because yeah. it's in the middle of the woods. Yeah, and it's you bright orange. And it's bright. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, bear in mind, there's six people watching this from very close up. It's almost as if they stumbled on, on it, and it wasn't expecting them yeah. to be there. Yeah, it's just, yeah. But what, what is interesting... Startled is it, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, could be. But what, what's quite interesting is they describe a very similar... Um, effect around around this whatever the fuck it is when it's on the ground the same that Betty and Barney Hill did oh like, like the, the like plasma stuff yeah 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 alright that's cool. what he's, it sounds like that's what he's describing right okay to me it does anyway um, so by now they're starting to panic <laughs> Oh yeah, I, would have, I think I would have panicked once I saw a little disc floating in the sky I could imagine like one of the guys I mean, they're all keeping it calm and just imagine one of them losing the shit and then it just spreading, spreading yeah. around. Then we're just going, fuck. Yeah, that's it, yeah. It's a, whoa. Yep, they said at this point, the atmosphere to become, it seemed to become statically charged, like it was building up. They could feel okay. electricity in the air. And two very different frequencies of sound were being heard. One was really, really high and one was very, very low. They described the low one as sort of like a machine rumbling that they could feel through their bodies. And they also said there was an odd feeling of 
expecting something to happen. Okay. Or at least that's what they described it. So yeah. now you've got these guys just standing in the woods. This is happening to them. They're mm. in the woods. Yeah. It's just, just weird gold floating thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. staticky. It's reflecting light and giving light. And it, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So at this point, Travis got out and started to approach it. Nutter. <laughs> Crazy <laughs> Travis always doing his shit. Travis, get in, you fuck. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, you prick? So I don't know why you do that. No, I think I'd be hiding behind all the leaves going, shit. I mean, there's curiosity. Yeah. I mean, everyone's curious. Yeah, have a look at it, but... Come on, man. Yeah, no, that's, that's clearly not right. So I'll tell you what we do. We'll go towards it. <laughs> no. Well, as he neared the thing, there, apparently there was a, um, a greenish-blue like light flash that just sort of flashed everywhere and uh, a loud electrical like um, discharge, like crack noise. Um, and as okay. that happened, Travis got blasted. Through the through the sky, just whatever it was, yeah, just I, fucked him off. It doesn't sound to me the way they describe it. it doesn't sound like he was being shot at. No, it's just sort of being fucked off in a way. Well, I think if it was if it the way they're describing it, it sounds like they stumbled across something that was doing whatever it was doing. I mean, this is nuts. I mean, if it's real, but let's just suspend disbelief. It sounds like this to me. They they stumbled across something that was on the ground doing whatever it was doing. And they got out, well, Travis got out and approached it, and it tried to get away from them. Right. Not, yeah. not through fear, just, yeah, yeah, I mean, just it could have been us. We, it could have been one of our own high-tech things. Yeah. And I think he happened to wander into some sort of blast zone, some sort of... But if it's statically charged, yeah, and it's doing yeah. some... Well, it could be the case, it just got close enough, and it's went... Yeah. Whatever's around, it's just popped at him. Yeah, yeah, just, it, it doesn't... It could be anything, you know what I mean? Just anything in the in the atmosphere. I don't think it was aiming at him. I, no, I no. just think he walked... It's like a downdraft of a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Y- That's y- what I think yeah. he walked into, but a UFO version, yeah. which blasted him through the, the fucking, sky. Yeah. Shot him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's got blasted now. Uh, at this point, the remaining guys bolted. And they were like, fuck all yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. They got in the truck and they caned it out of there. Right. I'd left Travis on his own, fucked in the floor. Well, uh, they were just panicking. I mean, they don't know what... They're talking, they, as far as I know, it's an alien invasion. Yeah. He might be the first of seven billion people to die and they're just trying to get away from it. <laughs> da, da, da. So they fucking... They got in the combat. They were going so fast, apparently, down these dirt roads that the trucks were bouncing around <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and it, right. they, they were risking smashing the trucks yeah, to bits. Didn't give a shit, though. No, what you at that point? You'd just be a fucking getaway. Well, yeah. Their panic was, was overtaking them. Yeah. And they even had to say, slow down, slow yeah, down. Yeah, we're yeah. going to wreck the trek or wreck, wreck, wreck the f- truck and or wreck ourselves. And we're back outside. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they, they apparently they slowed it down about a mile or so down the road. So they didn't get too far. I mean, they couldn't have been going very quick. So no. maybe three or four minutes of drive. In. They pulled over, um, had a discussion. They said, look, he's back there. We can't just leave him there. We've got to go back. Yeah. Basically, we've got, we've got to go back and get him. Um, there's a little bit of a vote. Who, who wants to go and who wants to stay? The yeah. driver was going to go back. Uh, he said, if you don't want to come, wait here. And we'll come back and pick you up. Yeah. And strangely enough, everybody was like, nah. Yeah. Fuck it, that. We're all going together. Yeah. yeah. I'm all not or nothing. In the woods. Yeah. 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 Fuck it too, right? So they all got safety numbers, I suppose. Yeah. So they got back in the truck and uh, drove back to the site. And obviously, no lights there. No Nothing. UFO. It fucked off wherever it was. Yeah. It got, and so had Travis. He was gone. Travis was gone. Yeah. He wasn't on the floor. He was gone. Uh, so they immediately drove into town. Spoke to the coppers, yeah. who then came back to the scene with them. Yeah. 
still nothing. Uh, the police remarked that these six big hard guys that are chopping trees down uh, were white as ghosts, and the youngest members were sort of sobbing and they were in shock. Yeah, well, well, if you killed someone, right, as a group of you, would you go to the police straight away and go back to the scene and go, you know? No. You wouldn't say anything, would you? You wouldn't go, oh, oh, something's happened, he's, he's over there, he was there and he's not now. Because you, you just keep putting yourself in the world of shit, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it seems a, it seems a bit bit more to the side of that, you know what I mean? Well, the, the fact that they were really, really disturbed yeah. was coming well, they, went down in the police they, If they killed him, they they wouldn't have done that. They wouldn't have gone straight to the police. Just leave him? And, and gone, oh, he's somewhere over there. So a tree fell on him? Yeah. They still yeah. go, hang on, this is suspicious, you know what I mean? So, Well, they launched a huge land and air search using helicopters, search parties, bloodhound dogs who located the area, and it was where the guys said it was. Yeah. Um, they they got to the spot where Travis was lying on the ground, and the the dogs are like, "That's it, it, it just stops there, just stops here." Uh, which is, I mean, that's quite telling. Yeah, because usually it's like a trail. They you can can't blag them as well. Yeah, you can't blag a dog. No, 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 no. They can't. The police obviously didn't believe that he'd been taken by a UFO. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean you're not going to, are you? No. Um, but the logging team were adamant that what they said they saw was. Was real. They said we're going to do as many interviews. We'll go through as many rounds of questions as you like to prove our point. Um, they all volunteered for lie detector tests, mm. which the coppers actually said, "Yeah, we'll we'll do. Let's do this." Um, they did multiple ones and they passed them all. Yeah, every single one, multiple times. The officer doing the test said that they are telling the truth. There's no doubt about that. They are telling the truth. Yeah. They believe what they are telling us is the truth. Yeah. But what it is that they saw, what what did they see? So they're not lying. Yeah, but everyone's got a different concept of situation. But what as is well. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So, it, like I said, it was in November. The nights are getting cold. Uh, it's like almost freezing point, and they're you know they're sort of giving up hope on him. Five fucking days had passed at this point. Yeah. Right. So he's been out there for five days. No food. No water. It, they're thinking he's gone. The yeah. family get a phone call. Right. And it's Travis. Okay, so he's fucking live. He's still, yeah, okay. It's Travis. He's called them. Uh, he was at a, I believe, he was at a gas station in a payphone. He was in a fucked up state, and he said, uh, basically, he said, "Come and pick me up." They came and picked him up, and he said, "You're not going to believe what's fucking happened to me." And they were going, Tra- "Travis, where have you been?" Yeah, and he was like, "We've heard these stories from you know." Well, yeah. he was. He, he didn't. They said, "Look at you. Look at your face." He was like, yeah. "Look at your face," and he was like, "What you on about?" He said, "You've been gone for five days." He thought it was the same night. Yeah, he okay. had no right. idea okay. that he'd been gone for five days. He said it was only when he felt his stubble on his face that he, he was yeah. like, "Shit, yeah. yeah, where, where have a what's happened?" What's happened? Yeah, so there's been a massive, massive search for you. Okay, so he's okay now. Yeah, well, he's all yeah, right. He's there. Yeah, uh, he's fucked up and he's disturbed, and he then has conscious recall of events. He didn't need hypnosis. And uh, this is a f- there's a full account on his website, uh, but this is what, essentially, he said. Okay. Uh, he, he says his first memory, because he remembers seeing the thing, and yeah. he, then he remembers a blast. He said his first memory was being in excruciating pain, really, really like, bad aching, um, which almost caused him to lose consciousness. He said he felt badly burnt all over his body, inside and out. Okay. <clears throat> but he wasn't badly burnt. No. So he just felt it. He said he awoke dehydrated in a really dim lit room with a light above him. 
Um, he, he also described the room as being strange. It was like sort of sort of curved, triangular ceiling that was. It didn't look like anything he'd seen before. Yeah. Um, and he was struggling to stay conscious, uh, stay conscious, not from tiredness, not from fatigue, but almost like, um, <clears throat> I suppose, like a sedative. Okay. Uh, been drugged or something. Possibly. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure, but it, it wasn't tiredness. He he said he felt extremely hot. The environment that he was in, he was in was fucking boiling, really, really, really hot, and really humid. Too hot for humans to right. be in. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, he said the air was heavy and almost stifling, and he said it smelled stale and muggy. He said he was sweating. It was just pouring out yeah. in the sweat. He said he f- he could feel something pressing down. So he's lying on a table now. He said he could feel something pressing down on his chest. Uh, he said it felt. Uh, cool and smooth, and he said he looked down and managed to hold his eyes open long enough to see that his shirt and jacket were pushed up around his shoulders. Okay, yeah. So it's been lifted up, exposing his chest and his abdomen. He said there was a strange device that was curved across his body. He said it was about four or five inches thick, so sort of like, something like that. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> and um, he said it could feel f- extend from his armpits uh, a few inches above his belt, and it curved right down the middle of each side of his rib cage. It was made of uh, shiny, dark metal, um, or it could have been plastic. Okay. He wasn't sure what it was made of. He said he looked past the upper edge of this device, and he could see blurry figures of, of the doctors. He thought they were doctors. Right, okay. He thought, because he couldn't yeah, remember what happened. He, yeah, he's, he's just been in pain. He's, something's happened, yeah, yeah. So he can see doctors. Uh, he said they were leaning over him with white masks on and some sort of what looked like a cap. Uh, he said they were wearing unusual orange-coloured surgical gowns. Uh, and he said he couldn't make out their faces clearly. Um, he said, I realised that I was not in a hospital at that point. Yeah. He said, I, I was looking squarely into the face of a horrible creature. It looked steadily back at me with huge, luminous brown eyes. <laughs> Fuck it, hell. That's going to shit you up, isn't it? Fuck it, not half. He said he initially thought that they were people wearing um, some sort of like a Elvis m- and, um, medical El- people Elton wearing John a- glasses. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> some big ma- He said he thought they were uh, medical personnel with some sort of mask on, right? Some weird kind of protective mask. And it's only when he got up close and was looking, he was like, "Fuck me, that's, that's your face. That's his actual face." Christ, yeah. Uh, at that point, it, you know, he. Uh, <laughs> he, w- he freaked out. Oh, he- you're gonna, aren't you? you yeah. Gonna, what the fuck, all this shit? He says he grabbed at one. Okay. Just, you know, just whatever, yeah. lashing so out. Fuck it off, yeah. He said the muscles of its physique, he said that it, they felt like um, spongy. He said it was more like I was grabbing, a, like a, almost like, he described it like a, I'd imagine like a bar of fat instead of an arm. Instead of like okay, arm yeah, where yeah, you yeah. feel yeah. definition in muscle, it was just fat. Uh, he said the creature was, was light and fell back easily as he grabbed it. So it's really small yeah. and really frail. Like you could just smash it against yeah, yeah. the wall if you wanted to. Um, he got up, staggered to the other side of a small room. Um, and at that point, th- these three things s- got up and walked towards him with their hands reached out. So they're like That's squaring into the corner with him and they're just reaching out with their hands. Right. Um, he tried to use some instruments, whatever you thought they were, that was scattered around the room as a weapon. He said, but he was picking them up and they were just far too light. Just, I couldn't yield any impact force with them. Yeah. So he got one and just smashed it, broke it, and made like a sharp fucking yeah. edge and was just like, come on then, let's have you. And yeah. uh, apparently they were like, nah. And they just turned around and uh, wandered out the room. 
Uh, I think it's because he was too unpredictable yeah. and much bigger and much yeah. stronger. And they Get were the electrical good. charge in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blast him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He describes the skin as being uh, marshmallow ish looking flesh. Um, they had single piece coverall type suits made of what looked like a soft swede like material, which is orange or brown in colour. He said he couldn't see. Swede? Swede, yeah. Uh, sorry, did I say swede? Swede. 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 Fruit. Vegetables. <laughs> yeah, they were made of vegetables. <laughs> a root vegetable. Yeah. Swade, sorry, yeah. Um, and he said he couldn't see any um, grains or, uh, or, or, or like, stitching. Yeah. Or, there was no zips. It was like an all-in-one thing. Yeah, there was... Just, n- just happened to be ready, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were no belts. Um, he said that their, their clothing was gathered up at the wrists... And perhaps it was gathered up at the ankle. So it's almost like tucked in, but not tucked in because there was nothing to tuck it into. He said they wore simple pinkish tan footwear. Um, He said he couldn't make out the details of their shoes, but they had very, very small feet, about size four. So, you know, I don't know what country that measurement's in, but size four is going to be, I don't know, that's small feet, fuck it. Depends, isn't it? Because there's a kid's in our, over in the UK, isn't there? Kid's size four and then there's an adult size four. Yep. I think so. He said their eyes were incredible. Yeah. He said their eyes were glistening. This is how he describes them. Glistening orbs that had brownish irises twice the size of those of normal human eyes. He said that they were nearly an inch in diameter. Just the eyes part of the eye was nearly an inch. He said it was so large that it covered parts of the pupil. Um, and the eyeball, the actual eyelids, were, co- were covering some of the eye because the eye was so big yeah, yeah. inside their heads. Um he said it gave the eyes a sort of cat-like appearance. Okay. Um, he said there was very little white part of the eye showing. There was no eyelashes and no eyebrows. He says he got out of the room and he went into a narrow corridor that was sharply curved to the point where he couldn't see more than a few feet in front of him yeah. or behind him. Okay. Which kind of makes sense, being as the craft that apparently blasted him accidentally or on purpose was, was quite small. Yeah. So he can see... Can't see very far in front or behind him. Yeah. That's quite creepy. That is freak. Yeah, yeah. It's scary, isn't it? Especially when you don't know what the fuck's going on. So you, you just d- had three weird things and just fuck off out the room after you've tried to attack them because you don't know what the fuck they are. Yeah. And then you're going down this corridor and you can't see anything. You'd be like, I just want to get out of here. Yeah, you just have to go and ninja on them. Yeah. If you saw them again, start smacking them up, wouldn't you? Well, if they're made of like jelly, you'd just fucking flick them. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you'd <laughs> yeah. deck them, wouldn't you? Yeah. But they fucked off at this point. Yeah, they thought, uh, no, he's broken the instrument. He's got a sharp blade. I'm off. Yeah, and he's Fuck massive. this. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was running around and he made his way, he says, into a room with controls and a sort of hologram of stars. We've heard that before. Yeah. Um, he said he was in there just bashing buttons, anything, because he's fucking... Yeah, trying to get, get out. Just yeah. do anything. I mean, you know, just press anything. You don't know what's going to happen. So he's hitting doors, panicking to see if he could get out. He then claims, this is where it gets weird, he turned around and in the door, standing in the door, was a human. Fucking hell. Now, the human had some sort of spacesuit on, right? It had like, I think it was like blue, sort of tight-fitting clothes. And like a, you know, right. almost like a retro fucking space helmet on his head. Yeah, okay. Right, so he started screaming at the geezer and saying, what the fuck's going on? And the geezer was saying nothing to him, right? Fuck it, that's even worse. (laughs) When he grabbed him by his hand and led him out um, to what looked like an elevator, yeah, which he said it just sort of, there was no button or anything pressed, it uh, it was just there. Okay. So he went into this elevator and he went down through the floor. He said whilst he was in it, the temperature dropped, the humidity dropped, and he could breathe and it was calming. 
What's really interesting I find about that is it sounds like he woke up. I mean, if we're going to go into this, it sounds like he woke up in their environment and yeah. it's not suitable for us. Right, okay, yeah. Because and this human, if you want to... I mean, that's what he says it was. It was a person. was in a spacesuit yeah. in their craft. Was it a craft if it's going... You know what I mean? What was it? Well, it, we, it, it goes into much more detail. Um, so they went through the elevator into what he describes as a hangar, right? Yeah. So he steps out into a larger room. So he may have been in a smaller craft inside a larger craft. Okay. So right? yeah, he's like, like in a mothership or something. Could be. Yeah. He said, on my left, towards the end of a large room, there was two or three oval-shaped saucers reflecting light like highly polished chrome. He said, I could see two of them very clearly. Uh, they had a silver reflection. Um, they could have been shiny, but it, it looked like it was some sort of really, really high-polished metal. Um, they, had a, they were rounded craft. They said they were about 40 to 45 feet in diameter, quite a bit smaller than the angular vehicle he had just gotten out of. Okay. So he wasn't in the craft that had taken him. Yes, whatever zapped him. It wasn't inside that. It wasn't that. inside that, yeah. He said, he, he, um, I couldn't see any definition on the craft. They were perfectly smooth. No, like, aerials or fucking doors or anything. Like the thing he saw yeah. on, on the earth, yeah. They just sat on very rounded bottoms, and he said, I couldn't work out how they balanced. They just they were just, just sitting uh, on a point like a ball bearing, yeah. but they weren't, they weren't rocking. Um, this human... As he describes him, he said yeah. it was just a fucking human. Yeah. No different to anyone else. Took him into a room with three more people. Three more humans. Three more humans. Um, and they were all in spacesuits. Okay. And he was fucking freaking out at them, screaming, saying, just tell me anything. What the hell is going on? Uh, they totally ignored him. They, they didn't even acknowledge him. They knew he was there. They were looking at him. Um, apparently, one of these, these other humans um, reached down, picked up, his, I think it was a, a, a lady that did this. A black thing, he just pushed it into his face, and then he just blacked out. He said the next thing he remembers was waking up on the road. Right. And he said he was in the cold. He looked up. He saw the craft dip and blast off, like, like just rocket through the sky silently, but yeah. at such an incredible rate. He was expecting to hear, like, sonic booms yeah, and bangs. Yeah. He said he heard nothing. He said he picked himself off the floor, walked to a cafe, which was closed, went to a payphone, Called his family, and that's, that's it. That's freaky, that is, isn't the it? The police dropped the case because there's no murder. No, there's no murder. He's fine. Um, all the other people had lied detector tests. And, and telling the truth. And he did go, it was them. They tied me up yep. and I managed to escape. He, he's, he's Well, in, in later life, one of the um, crew members that were there uh, was, um, I think, in some sort of financial difficulty. And a sceptical group approached him. And um, basically said, if you admit that this is bollocks, we'll give you 10 grand. Yeah. He said, I'm not admitting it. He said, it's real. I saw it, yeah. So, and he needed the money. He said, nope, uh, it was real. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to. That's so strange on that one, isn't it? That's mad, isn't it? It? What, what, what did they do to him in the end? What actually, did they get any info? It sounds weird because he's come into a room and then he's obviously freaked out. They fucked off. He's run around and gone into another room. Some geezers just turned up at the door, fucking took him to some elevator, took him down, walked past a few crafts or whatever, and then and then some woman's gone out of that and then kicked him out of the craft, basically. 
Yeah, it sounds like a pointless operation. But well, no, that's only like yeah. say that's not, say that took two hours for that yeah. to occur. He was there for five yeah. days. Yeah, so something so he was might going have, he on. Might have, that might have been the end of the five days. He might have been locked up, up well, locked up, lying on that thing for four days, could, and yeah, then or five be. days, and just went fuck it. When he woke up, went four mental. days and twenty-two hours, he could have been lying on that thing for yeah. being poked and prodded. Weird, man, isn't it? It's weird, isn't it? What's really what made me interested? There was a geezer. Um, well, I want I want to know what if what, what them people were now. They, well, if they were actually people, well, or were they just things in suits? Well, know, there's a, a bloke to, to represent. I don't know. An English guy called Gary McKinnon, I believe his name was. And he hacked into, I think it was Pentagon or NASA or some, right. well, whatever whatever the fuck, it wasn't really bad. And he well, was was the, that the kid with the Asperger? That's Asperger's him, yeah, 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 yeah. And he claims he found documents about UFOs. That's what he was looking for. Yeah. And non-terrestrial officers, non-terrestrial, does that mean not of this earth? I would imagine that would be non-human. Non-terrestrial means, to me... Officers that aren't based on <laughs> on the oh, earth. Yeah. So could it be them? Well, that's interesting, isn't it? As well, you know, I mean, if that's stored in the Pentagon's files, non-terrestrial officers, and even any, he said they were just regular people. They were just in suits in an atmosphere that he couldn't stand and was struggling in, and they changed the atmosphere to suit him. Imagine if it was true. If that's true, right? Um, the these non-terrestrial officers. And really, they're helping aliens. So they're going, do you want to do, you want to see our people? It will, I don't know, make some elaborate thing to get one. And you can do your tests on them and we'll put them back or we'll, yeah, or give, us a, give us a fucking one of your yeah, iPads give us, and you can yeah, probe a human. Give us a chip which fucking feeds everyone or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, why not? Yeah. The problem with these things is it's so fucking mad. But like we say at the beginning, if high-ranking, esteemed, responsible, trustworthy people in the military come forward and say they've seen weird seen, stuff. Yeah, things just change in direction and moving quickly or whatever. They say it's all bollocks, man, but it only takes one of them to actually be real, and then why would they not, if it's real, why would they not be yeah. learning about us? Yeah. It just makes it, it everything also, seem more probable. Also, if one of them's real, then that's the proof that there's clever aliens um, out there. And like you say, any, anything can be possible. Anything can be possible then. I think that's how we wrap this one up. Anything yeah. can be possible. Yeah. And anything is possible. Robots rise. Anything's, anything's possible. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. Obviously, we all take it with a bit of pinch of salt. It's yeah. fun. It's fun yeah, to it's think. Wicked. I just love fucking weird, crazy yeah, that stuff. Is a, that's a good, that was a mental story, that last one. Whether it's real or not, it's a fun story. Well, it's, got two, it's got two different parts, and it's got the, the lads before, and then obviously his story, which obviously linked to obviously being an alien. And obviously, he hasn't been beaten up by his mates, because he would have said, those fuckers beat me up and then locked me in a, or threw me in a ditch, and I've just woke up, you know what I mean? Mm. So... It kind of all links together a bit, doesn't it? That well, and if you think that they they he said, "I like, go camping, mate, for five days," or yeah, we'll, we'll go, make we'll, a story up. But their story did not change, and no. it has not yeah. changed one bit. Now the police officer say that that I mean, either they the, the, the bloodhound dogs yeah. couldn't track them. He said yeah. that's unheard of. Yeah. And B he says, when people lie or make stuff up, you just have to ask the, the same questions over and over, Until and they'll, cr yeah. they'll crumble. Yeah. And he said they never did. It's and the lie detectors, everything they're telling the truth. But what happened? What happened? Yeah. You just don't know. It's, it's where everyone should be wearing cameras all the time. Yeah. Nothing will happen then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you can never boring. film it. Yeah. Bastards. Oh, well. Never yeah. mind. Thanks for listening, people. Yeah. Robots for Eyes on Facebook. 
Robots Fry oh, gmail.com yeah. you forgot the uh, email then <laughs> uh, are we on anything else I can't think um, Facebook Facebook that's it yeah, yeah. let us know uh, yeah give us any of your, your freaky stories and we'll yeah. cover them we're going to do the episode suggestions from Paul and Maria um, thanks for Hannah for the logos um, I think that's about it yeah, I think it is. You crazy bastards. Yeah. So uh until next time, take it easy. Ciao. Bye bye. Bye.